Well, hey, I'm Justin. Um, last name is Benish. You may know me, you may not. I know a lot of your older brothers, older sisters, because I used to be here a lot, used to live here, work here, used to intern with Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim asked me to kick off this series on honoring God. We're going to do a three-part series. Number three, we're going to do a cadre next week. Um, Patrick Connection is going to be talking. This week, I get to kick it off. Today, we're going to be talking about honoring God. We're going to talk about some practical ways to honor God. Anybody here like God? Love God, love Jesus, got a relationship, I do. We're going to talk about some ways that we can honor God. Now, raise your hand if you know what honor means. Sweet. For those of you that don't know, I did everybody a favor, and I jumped on the internet, and I Googled honor. Yeah, yeah. So check this out. As a, as a, it's a noun and it's a verb. As a verb, because we're talking about honoring as a verb. If you've got any, like, grammar people, it's a gerund, honoring. <laughs> Ronzi, writing geek, <laughs> love it. Um, as a verb, this is what it means, to honor. It means to regard with respect. Everybody say respect. 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 In a sentence, it's kind of like this. Joyce, you know, it's, it's more like this. We honor service members, right? Anybody that serves in the military, we honor them because of what they do. They take care of our country, and we esteem them. To honor means to esteem, to lift up, to follow to um, respect, to admire. My little bro is a Marine living down in Cali right now. Um, he's at 29 Palms. I honor my bro because he's taking his time, his life, and he's paying all that energy, that life into our country. I honor him for that. Going beyond just regarding with respect, to honor also means to fulfill an, um, an obligation or to keep an agreement. Um, it means to obey, to follow, to fulfill or observe. So, when we're talking about honoring today, we want to talk about honoring God and how do we do that with our actions. We're going to talk about some practical ways. So when we honor God, we're looking to obey and to follow and respect God's desires, God's wishes. And a lot of that's going to come through the Bible. So the talks, the points that we're going to go through today are from the Bible. If you guys have a Bible, raise them up. If you guys have a smartphone, let me see. Smartphones, I love smartphones. Who's got a Bible app on there? Sweet. Get it out. Um, I'm going to go through a couple things. I've got most verses on the screen. Some of the verses I don't. We're going to talk about three or four ways here to practically honor God. Number one. Everybody say one. This one's good. This one's really big. I had somebody write this on their friend's forehead this morning because it's a really, really good one. When you go home, you might forget. So if you write it on your forehead, you look in the mirror, it's going to be like right there. Except you might have to write it backwards because I can't read backwards and you probably can't either. Number one, do what your parents ask you to do. Amen. Uh, <laughs> love that. <laughs> I wonder how many other amens we're getting on the inside right now. <laughs> Who finds it hard to obey their parents? It's okay. You can raise your hand. I, I'll raise two for when I was living at home. It's a little bit rough. So when we honor God, we are honoring God by listening and obeying what he wants us to do. One of the things that he asks us to do is to do what our parents tell us to do. I know, it's a really deep thought, but it's a really big thought. Um, verse on the screen, if you guys can get Ephesians 6, that'd be awesome. You guys can read along here. This is from the Amplified. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 4, if you want to find that on your phones or your Bibles, says this. Children, obey. Everybody say obey. Obey, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives, for this is just and right. Anybody ever heard this verse before? Mom and dad probably pumped this verse into you. <laughs> hey, Bible says you got to obey me. It's in the Bible. It's good stuff. Check this out. Honor your father and your mother. 
esteem and show respect. Value as precious. Your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Everybody say promise. When this was put in the Bible, this was put way back in the Old Testament. Before Paul wrote this down, Moses wrote this down, or whoever wrote Exodus, because this is the first one that got written down with something attached to it. When we honor God by obeying our parents, God says that he's going to, check out this last part of the verse, that all may be well with you and that you may live a long time on earth. Anybody want to live a long, long, long time? It's okay to raise your hand. I want to live until I'm like 120, long, silver flowing mane, kind of like a lion. That's what I want. And it says that everything's going to be good for us. When we honor our parents and we obey our parents, that's what the Bible says that we get. Is it easy? Is it easy to honor our parents? Is it easy to obey? Yes. Some people are like, yes. Some people are like, no, 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 no. There's going to be a lot of no's. It's okay. It is kind of tough sometimes. I get that. Um, here's the thing. It's not, really, it's not really a choice. God doesn't really give us a choice. He says, obey your parents. Obey your parents. Obey your parents. It's not, it's not a prerogative to choose. It's not an option. It's not 20 questions. Anybody played 20 questions growing up? Dude, I used to play all the time. We played around the dinner table. You finish, you finish eating, and then you get out these cool cards. And we had, the, we had the little box of cards, the little red cards. And you just flip through them, and you play 20 questions. That was a different game. It's all the same kind of game. <laughs> but we played 20 questions, and... This, this, isn't a, this isn't a 20 question thing. When your parent asks you to do something, it's not a, hey, mom, what about, what about this? Yeah, but what about this? Hey, how about we do it like this? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not a game show. You gotta do what they ask you to do. So uh, when I was, uh, gosh, I think I was eight. I believe I was eight. It was Christmas Eve. Anybody know what this is? Yeah! Oh, I got the old timers in here like, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what I started on. <laughs> 1995, I was eight years old, maybe going on nine, and I opened up a box on Christmas Eve, sitting on the carpet by the Christmas tree. Anybody open a thing on Christmas Eve? We always got one present on Christmas Eve. We were stoked. Love that part. And we opened up this box, and it had a Nintendo 64, yeah. and it was new, and it was unopened, and I was stoked, and my brothers and sisters were like, oh, and Uncle got us. Oh, 64. We didn't have video games. We played, we played PC games. We played like, like Math Blaster or Mavis Beacon <laughs> Teaches Typing and like the Timon and Pumbaa typing game. So we got this thing. We opened it up and we were like, woo! We got a 64. And we got, I think we got, uh, we got the snowboarding. We got 1080 snowboarding. We got Super Mario 64. Yes. And we, got, we got Mario Kart. Whew, dude. <laughs> You gotta get this. I grew up outside. I was homeschooled, and I was usually outside by 11, 12 o'clock because we were good at doing our school and we wanted to go play. I grew up in trees. I grew up building forts with sticks, and I grew up like, you name it, outside, outside, outside. If you wanted to find me, I was outside. My bro and I were in the tree. We started climbing when we were six. Mom and dad said, hey, when you can climb, when you can, when you can reach the branch, you can climb the tree. So my bro and I were, were so short that we just lift each other up and grab the branch. I think I was six. <laughs> it was, that's where we were. So when we got this 64, we are like, oh, we got to play. We got to play inside. But I was like, yeah, yeah, but, but we got 1080, man. And everybody's talking about 1080. Everybody's talking about 64. Everybody's talking about Super Mario 64. Anybody played Super Mario 64? I remember when it was the coolest thing ever. We had it in the zone back when the, the zone wasn't over there and it was way over there, way long ago. And it was like the best graphics, Mario. 
and he did the, the triple flip. The triple flip was awesome. So we're, we're, I'm sitting downstairs one day, and I'm playing video games because, you know, outside's cool, but, but we got video games now. And mom's like, hey, can you turn off the TV? I need you to set the table. Yeah, yeah, mom, I'll be right there. I'm, and I'm playing 1080, and I'm like flipping. Hold up, mom. And I've got the panda. Anybody play 1080 snowboarding? Oh, Ron's like, man, you got, who was born in 95? I wish I who was, was born after year 2000? <laughs> you guys know what this is. I wish I was born in <laughs> Y'all play Wii's now, right? We play Xbox. It's okay. I like no, Xbox. No, go back. <laughs> I got some guys that like the, like the classics. So I'm sitting downstairs, and she's like, hey, can you turn off the TV? I need you to set the table. Yeah, yeah, Mom, I'm coming. I'm coming. I, Got to finish the game. Got to finish the game. Yeah, I'm coming. Five minutes later, I'm still down there, like, doing 360s and one foot, racing the guys. Got to cross the finish line. Got to finish. Got to finish. Hey, I told you five minutes ago, I need you to come, turn off the TV, and set the table. Okay. Who gets lost in their video game sometimes? Most of the guys. <laughs> I get lost. I still get lost. I, I, I still get lost. I play Halo, and not like I play a whole lot. I play Legos games. I love Legos. Love Legos, Pirates of the Caribbean. But I get lost. Time just slips away. It slips away. Who's ever uh, been asked to drop the video game to go do something? Anybody ever find a little bit hard? Anybody ever found, found the 20-question uh, the game happening? Yeah, yeah, mom, but after this, got to finish the game. Got to cross the finish line. I got to beat the guy. I got to kill the guy. I got to kill Bowser. <laughs> He's, he, I, mom, I got like two hits. I got to get one more hit, and he's almost dead. You know what? It is not, I know, he, he never dies. He just, he just flips over and then, and then he turns into a key and then he's always back the next game. When you get asked, you got to do it that first time. There is something special about doing it the first time, about honoring your parents. See, when we honor and obey our parents, we in turn honor God because it's what God asked us to do. It's a real simple concept. It's a little bit harder to do, but it's still super, super important. Who in here, uh, you know, some of you might be asking, yeah, yeah, but uh, they're not my parents. Like, like it's my step-parent. Who, who's, got, who's got a step-mom or a step-dad? Or comes from a mixed family or is divorced? Some funny situations. We got some in here. Not everybody. I'm glad there's a whole lot of good families there. You might be thinking, hey, they're, they're not my real dad. I don't have to listen to them. You know what? Do, do they feed you? <laughs> do they work? Do they give you a house? Do you live in their house? If you do, you should show them some honor. Um, it's a lot easier for them to be parents when, when you guys are agreeable. When we're agreeable, it's a whole lot easier for a parent to be a parent. Not that they don't love you if you're difficult, but it's a whole lot easier. Yeah, 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 they love you. Trust me, they love you. But it's a whole lot easier. You got to do you. If you can't do you and can't do what God asked you to do, there's an issue right there. Um, the rest of that verse there, if we had that verse up there again, that Ephesians 6, um, the first part of the verse says, honor your father and mother, obey them. It talks about how it's going to go well for you, first commandment. It goes on and it talks about how the fathers, it says, fathers, don't irritate and provoke your children. Sometimes our parents aren't always on point. That's okay. You do you. They still love you. They mess up just like we do. Sometimes they're not on point. That's okay. You do you. You do what God asks you to do. They're supposed to love us, train us, discipline us, bring us up in the Lord. They are doing their best. Just because they're not always perfect doesn't mean that you don't have to do what you do. God asked you to obey, so let's obey. Um, Takeaway, if you guys can't honor God by honoring your parents, 
by obeying your mom and dad, whom you can see. Anybody in here have an invisible mom or dad? Anybody? Anybody? No, we can see them? You can see them? Good. If we can't obey them, how are you going to obey God, whom you can't see? I don't know, big thought. Think about that one. Take that one away. Number two, we're going to move on from here. Um, another way that we can honor God is by watching our temper. Anybody in here ever blown up before? Oh, dude. Dude, I have. You know, when we get angry, when we get fired up and we start getting all these emotions and things, words tend to fly. Words tend to fly. Sometimes we just got renegades alive. It's just, yeah, but this. Anybody ever seen Jurassic Park? You guys remember in the rain, that one scene with like frilly dinosaur, and he comes up and he freaks out, dinosaur gets angry, and he's like, you know what I'm talking about? And then he's like, and spits that crazy acid in the guy's eyes and he's blind. Our words can kind of be the same way. Not that we're going to make people blind, but our words can be kind of venomous at times. When we get angry, when something happens, when we are emotionally compromised because our bro just deleted all of our Star Wars Legos, log data, (sighs) things start happening, words start popping out, things start getting a little bit vicious. Yeah? Come on. I've got siblings. I've got four of them. I love them. We didn't bicker a whole lot, but there were times when we pushed each other's buttons. Who's got siblings in here? Oh, yeah. They push your buttons sometimes? Do you push their buttons sometimes? Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> we love them, but sometimes we've got some stuff going on. Sometimes, sometimes we lose it. You know what? Ephesians 4.26, we might have this one up on the screen. This is, what, this is what Paul says. He says, in your anger, everybody say anger. Anger. Don't sin. Is it okay to be anger? angry? To be anger. <laughs> I, need to watch, I need to watch that emotions movie with all the little funny characters. I haven't seen that. I hear it's good. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Is it okay to be angry? No. It's okay to be confused? Yeah. You know what? God gave us all this range of emotions. One of them is anger. One of them is being sad. One of them is lonely. One of them is happy. I mean, we have all these emotions. Being angry isn't a sin. But sometimes when we're angry, whatever's on the inside kind of just starts <laughs> spitting out. starts oozing. starts oozing. Um, we can choose how we react when we're angry yet. Um, a lot of times hurtful words come out when we're stressed, irritated, upset. Sometimes it just feels right. It just feels right to let loose. Anybody ever feel like just letting loose, letting loose on somebody? And then we do it, and then sometimes you regret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God says we got to keep some of that stuff in check. You know what? There's some people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think before I speak. <laughs> Anybody know or have a friend that, that doesn't, that doesn't they, they, they don't think, they just speak. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to hear everything when it comes out. When, everybody, when you hear what I say, that's when I first heard it, too. <laughs> it's not the best thing. It's kind of stupid. If you can't think about what you're going to say before you say it, there's going to be some dumb things coming out of your mouth. And if some of those things aren't the nicest things, you're going to have an issue. Uh, be sure to taste your food before you spit it out. If you don't like what you're chewing on, don't spit it out and give it to your friend, give it to your family member. There's some things that don't taste good. You don't need to give it out to somebody else. Uh, I work at Gentex, downtown Zealand, and I've got, a, I've got a line of people. I've got, I've got two teams. I'm a team leader, so I get to kind of bring all the people around. 
and make sure the lines keep going. I've got these, I have a couple Asian ladies, awesome ladies. They are like, they're the troopers, they're the veterans, so fun. Being Asian, they like, they like Asian food. One of those things, bear, bear with me on this, fish chips. Dude, they're so, uh, they brought them out to the lawn one day and they're like, here, Justin, try this. Dude, I spit it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm all game for trying things. When I tasted these fish chips, I spit them right out. It was, <laughs> I'm glad you like them. They like them too. I spit it out. I just couldn't handle it. There's some things that you don't like yourself. If there's things that you're saying that you wouldn't like being said to you, it's probably not worth saying. Um, Proverbs, let's get a couple verses here. Proverbs 15.1, talking about temper yet. A soft answer. Everybody say soft. Soft, soft answer. Turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It's a lot easier to be harsh, isn't it? It's a lot easier to shoot back. Real easy. Real easy when you're fired up. But the Bible says that a soft answer, a calm answer, turns away wrath. Kind of calms people down. It's amazing. Not easy. It's what God says to do. Proverbs 15, 18 says that a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who's patient calms a quarrel. This is big. This is, this is big, guys. It's not easy. This is what God says. We want to honor God. One of the things that we can do is to watch our temper, watch some of the things that we say. Um, you guys hear that song by Toby Mac called Speak Life? Oh, that song. It was on the other night. It gets stuck in my head. It's, it's, in my, it's been in my head this morning, actually, because I, I, I just, if I see it, if you hear a word, you know, you guys ever get that where you like, you hear a word and it just sparks a song and then you got the song running around your head all day long? It's me. <laughs> one word. It only takes one word, and boom, song. Whew. This song is amazing. This is a good one to have in your head. Speak life. Speak life. I think it says like into the dead and dark night. There's, a, there's so many cool things about that song. When we speak, we have the ability with our words, because our words are powerful, the Bible says, to speak life or to speak death. We can speak good things into, into situations, into people, into friends, or we can speak negative things. With our words, we can tear people down, or we can build them up. We can edify them. And they're both easy, depending on how you train yourself, depending on how you train yourself. And what goes in comes out. What you put into your mind, what you put into yourself, what you read out of the Bible, that stuff's going to come out. If it's not this stuff, it's going to be something else. A lot of times it's negative stuff. Speak life. It's one of the ways that we can make sure to honor God. Here, I'm going to throw you guys a little bonus one here. Ephesians 5.10. We're talking about honoring God, right? I came across this last night when I was um, reading my Bible. It was late, too. It's amazing that it made it onto the paper. And try to learn, this is what he says. He's talking, he's talking a long thing. Ephesians is really good. If you guys haven't read Ephesians, read it. Excellent book. I, I had to pick and choose what I put on here. Paul says, and try to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and let your lifestyles, everybody say lifestyles, be examples of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior, expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. What we're talking about today is honoring God, making sure that we follow what God wants. These are some of the ways. God, Paul says, hey, learn by experience. Learn, 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 learn how you can best please God. All right, you guys ready for number three? Number three, stop gossiping. Don't mind me. I'm getting warm, getting heated up, getting fired up. All right, do you guys know what gossip is? Anybody in here want to tell me what gossip is? Anybody? No? Okay. I had a really, really bold guy this morning, one of my boys. Gossip is when you talk. You want to say? You want to say? No? 
Yes, yes. Thank you, Ms. Peters. It is when you're talking behind somebody's back about friends, about family. It doesn't really matter who. But, but it's harsh, isn't it? Um, when we gossip, there's, I, I got a couple things here, what gossip does. And I've got some verses here. If you're in Proverbs or if you have your phone, make sure you're open to Proverbs right now. I'm going to give you a couple here. One of the things that gossip does is it breaks trust. Trust is a good thing, right? When you have trust between somebody, it's a good thing. When you break that trust, kind of hurts, kind of breaks the relationship. So gossip breaks trust. This is what the Bible says. Proverbs 11:13. If you have your, your phone, go ahead and find that. Got your Bible. Check that out. It says, he who goes about as a gossip, as one who talks behind somebody else's back, reveals secrets. Secrets are meant to stay secrets. If you tell a secret to somebody else, it's not a secret anymore. Revelation to anybody? <laughs> who thinks it's hard to keep a secret? Anybody in here find it hard to keep secrets? Who's really, really, really good at keeping secrets? Like, I will keep the secret and bring it to the grave 90 years from now. Sweet. Good. You guys can be trusted. When you can't be trusted, and, and you know what? Your friends know if you can keep a secret or you can't keep a secret. Your friends know. Trust me. Because you all know those people that can't keep a secret because they talk, 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 talk. The Bible says... Avoid people that talk too much because they're going to let all your secrets out. It's in Proverbs. I didn't write that one down. It says, he who is trustworthy and faithful keeps a matter hidden, keeps a secret, because it breaks trust. If your friends tell you something that's trustworthy, don't betray their confidence. Keep a secret. Keep it between you. You know, pray about it, pray about it. But don't go tell and blab it to everybody else. Gossiping ruins friendships. Proverbs 16, 28 says this, a perverse man spreads strife. And one who gossips separates close friends. You don't want that. When you gossip, you kind of wreck friendships. Has anybody in here ever had a friendship that went sour over a, over a lie, over a rumor? Anybody? Dude, had it. It hurts, right? When somebody talks behind your back, especially if it's not true, and a lot of times gossip's not true. There's rumors. Sometimes gossip's true, sometimes it's not. If they're spreading rumors about you, that hurts. If they're telling things that they're not supposed to tell, that hurts. If it's something that's really, really, really private and they talk about it, it hurts. And it hurts when you speak it to and when you're the perpetrator because it ruins friendships. That's why God says don't gossip. Another thing that it does is um, it starts and it feeds fighting. Proverbs 26.20 says, without a wood, with, wow, without a wood, <laughs> without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, quarrel dies down. Who's in, who's in a small group? Anybody? Love small groups. I'm having a small group tonight. Rain or shine. Colton, if it rains, we're going in my garage and we're rock climbing. And we'll set routes. And I got a cool part up yesterday. Dustin hasn't even seen it yet. <laughs> and Justin, that's not coming. I'm sorry, bud. Um, so when we have small group in my backyard, we've got a fire pit. Love the fire pit. And we make fires because men like fires. We like fires. We, <laughs> we make fires and we're like Tom Hanks on, what's that movie called? Castaway. It's like, oh, I've made fire. We're like dancing around the fire. These guys, these guys were making torches the other week. Like, <laughs> love fire. And uh, we have to have fire so we can cook our brats. We can cook our marshmallows. I love marshmallows and we like s'mores. I, I, I have marshmallows we need to make tonight, just FYI. I have my boys make the fire. And I have them keep the fire going typically. They don't keep the fire going. How are we going to make our food? Kind of a problem. So I say, hey, keep that fire going. If my boys, and my boys are starting to get to be real good friends. 
some of them. Some of them are still getting to know each other, and some of them have been friends before. If they were to start talking behind each other's backs, start telling lies, start spreading rumors, start chit-chatting, like, hey, Colton did this. Hey, Josiah's doing this. Hey, did you know what Isaiah's doing? If we started doing that, we'd have some issues, wouldn't we? You guys would start to fall apart. If they do that, it's kind of like building that fire. Same way they build a fire and keep it going, if they're talking behind each other's backs, that fire, those problems, those issues, those quarrels, they're going to grow. As soon as they stop, it stops. It dies down. Same thing with everybody else. If you, got, if you, if you guys are having those kind of issues, you stop it at the gossip level, you obey what God says, fire dies down. Cool? Don't gossip. This is kind of like an inaction thing. This is, this is a, a negative action. We're talking about honoring God. One of the ways is to not do these things. Positive things, positive words, not gossip. All right, number four. This is my last thing here. Um, find the loners. <laughs> anybody a loner? Any ever, anybody ever been a loner? I love how all the loners claim that they're loners and they're raising their hand. <laughs> you know, loners don't normally raise their hands. <laughs> they may have grown up. They may have changed. <laughs> It's okay to be a loner. It is. It's okay to be a little bit more reclusive. It's okay to be a little bit quieter. Not everybody's loud. Not everybody likes to talk. Not everybody likes to talk a lot. Not everybody has a lot of friends. Sometimes people have like one or two friends. A lot of times loners are the ones that are super, super loyal. You get buddies with them, you got a good thing going. It's not a bad thing. They're just a little bit different than everybody else. There's different temperaments, different personalities, and not everybody, not everybody's like that. Sometimes, sometimes... Sometimes they don't fit in. Anybody ever not fit in before? Felt like they didn't fit in? Felt a little bit off to the side? So this one hit home for me. Um, I was homeschooled for 10 years. Do I got any homeschoolers in here? I did, I did 10 years. Oh, man. But I like public school because there's people at public school. I like people. <laughs> so when I went to public school, it was really cool. Thing is, I didn't fit in. I didn't really fit in. My, my wife knows this. My bros know this. It's funny. My first day up at public school, I went to Hudsonville. Any eagles? Eagles, eagles, eagles. My, my sister pumps eagles in here. I know she does for, for Wednesdays. Mmm, school spirit. Eagles. Um, so first day of school, going in as a junior, I've got like bell-bottom pants, silky purple shirt, long curly hair, necklaces. Needless to say, I was not the, oh, that guy looks cool. Let's put him in the popular group. <laughs> just, just didn't happen. It was okay. I was okay with it. I was confident in who I was. But I never quite fit in with the, the cool kids. Because everybody knows the cool kids, right? You guys all know the cool kids. Oh, oh dude, dude, I made them too. Goodwill, and I slit the sides. I teach you to sew, Dustin. <laughs> so, uh, you know how there's like a million different groups in school? You got like the jocks, and you got the cheerleaders, and you got the sports guys, you got the guys that are in chess club, you got the band geeks. Band's cool. It's okay to be a geek. It's okay to be a nerd. Everybody's a nerd in some way or other. Trust me. I, they are. I'm a nerd sometimes too. My, I think my wife and I found each other because we're nerds, actually. It's really funny. She's like, you like Lord of the Rings? And we're like talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nerd. nerd. That's how I fell in love, because we're nerds. <laughs> Does everybody in all the groups get along? No, not really. Not because they don't like each other or they hate each other all the time. Sometimes they do. 
but because they just don't have the same interests all the time, right? You know how there's always those kids that are sitting on the outskirts, sitting on the corner table? Have you guys seen them before? I have. So when I was in school, like, I got, I got this personality of my own. Everybody's got their own thing going. And I remember going into the lunch area. I didn't know people because I didn't grow up in the school. I didn't, I didn't know them from freshman, sophomore year. So I jump in. I know, I know a couple faces here and there just because I know them from church. And that's about it. So I started out as kind of one of the learners. At the same time, I was confident enough to go talk to people. I was one of those social butterflies. I was like, over here, over here, over here, over here. I knew the guy, I knew some of the football players. I knew some of the guys from band. I knew a lot of guys from band. I knew some of the drama queens, <laughs> drama kings. I knew all these people, all these people. I was the hacky sack group guy. I always brought the hacky sack. I was that guy. And I always sat at this table where there weren't a whole lot of people. And I sat at this table where there were all these people that started to come along that we started to drag from those outskirts tables. Like, hey, come sit with us. Hey, come sit with us. And they're all the people that didn't quite fit in anywhere because sometimes people just don't fit in. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just don't fit in. We started grabbing all the loners and bringing them in because in my mind, I'm thinking, man, these guys need a friend. <laughs> these guys need a friend. Sometimes God just wants us to make friends. Sometimes God just wants us to kind of be nice to people, love on some people. It's good to be loved on. Sometimes you've been that person that got brought from another table to be loved on. It feels good. I remember this one girl. Her name was Sarah. Sarah was uh, a freshman, I think. I was a junior. I was inviting some younger kids because a lot of times it's the younger kids. It's the freshies that kind of, <laughs> yeah, they're the fresh meat, man. They, they, they just, they come in and they don't know people. They were the big fish. Now they're the little fish in a giant ocean. And they're swimming around. And they're like, where do I go? I'm going to go over here, hide under <laughs> we found those people, and I remember Sarah was one of those people, real quiet, real shy, not fitting in, didn't know a whole lot of people, and we remember I, I found Sarah, and we brought Sarah over. She's like, can I sit with you guys? Yeah, you can sit with us. She ended up sitting with us uh, for that, that whole year, maybe the next year even, and years later, she even found, found me, and was like, thank you for letting us, letting us sit with you, like, let me come and sit with you. I remember it made a huge impact on her, huge impact, because she was allowed to come and chill with us. Because she didn't have to be alone. She didn't have to be solo. And a lot, of these, um, a lot of them still know each other. A lot of those guys still know each other because we formed some friendships at the table. Because we took people on the outskirts and we brought them in. It's good to be brought in. We're talking about honoring God. There's a couple ways we can honor God, right? You guys want to do a quick little backtrack? We can honor God by watching what we say. By not freaking out on people. Not flipping out on people. We can watch God... We can honor God by honoring and obeying our parents. Huge thing. A little bit tough sometimes, right? But God wants us to do that. And we can also do it by loving people. We can love on people. God loves people. Jesus wants us to love people and bring people in. Because when we are that person, that contagious person, not that we need to be all like, I love you, When we love Jesus and we just be ourselves and we love people, we draw people in. Love's contagious. When we're loving it's contagious. It sucks people in. It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. You know, Jesus, if Jesus had a table at the lunch and the cafeteria, I don't know, he'd probably be like A, B, and C lunch. Anybody got three lunches because their school's so big? I remember in Hudsonville got big, and I hated being B lunch because I was always hungry. <laughs> I was way hungry. If Jesus had a table at lunch, he'd probably be that guy that's grabbing all the loners, <laughs> grabbing all the guys on the outside.